Welcome back, everybody. Benvenidos to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I'm one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia, and the Ethan to my hawk. I have Armando Arvizu here. <laughs> what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast, Jordan? Well, it's strange to me that you don't know because it is your podcast, but I guess I'll explain it to you because you know what? There might be people listening that don't know either. You know what? I'll do it for you, though. Right. Mondo, what we like to do Roll here... Roll those sleeves a little higher, please. <laughs> what we like to do here is we like to talk about a film that's in the Criterion Collection, and then one of us likes to bring a film that we believe belongs in the Criterion Collection, and we talk about both those films, we, we talk about them, and we vote them in or out and see you know if, if they belong, and then hope to get into the Criterion Closet uh, and get free stuff. Yes. And this week, my friends, is me. I'm bringing Before Sunrise, directed by Richard Linklater. And my film to try to get into the closet is Lost in Translation from 2003, director-writer Sofia Coppola. Yep, yeah. Mono's getting romantic in this episode. Yeah. Two meetings, two chance meetings. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are very reminiscent of how we met, both of these films. <laughs> Just tra- traveling abroad. Yeah. Just Americans, yeah, Americans abroad, abroad Americans sitting on a train, just you know, Mm. making eye contact, Mm. reading the same book. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Before Sunrise, yeah. So, Before Sunrise, 1995, directed by Richard Linklater, written by Richard Linklater and Kim Krizan. And uh, the synopsis from IMDb is a young man and woman meet. On a train in Europe and wind up spending one evening together in uh, Vienna. Sorry, unfortunately, both know that this that this will probably be the only night together. Woo! And then we got two characters, baby. What should I love? Hell yeah. We got Ethan Hawke as Jesse and then uh, Julie Depley as Celine. Yes. And uh, just to clarify, uh, you know, that obviously IMDb has terrible synopsis but vienna is not the sausage they're in a they're in a they're mm. not in a sausage they're in it's, it, a, it's a city it's natural yeah. okay I yeah it's yeah. a city yeah i just wanted to make sure okay some people might get confused yeah, uncultured that, swine it's not canned sausage here baby it's all, all right. it's all meat it's all raw and also just to bring this up his lee lee daniel is his cinematographer his he's usually the guy he uses on all his films which is okay. you can tell in, in his films you can usually tell he's got this kind of the same guy rolling with him mm-hmm. what do you think no i don't know you're I looking up even, at this guy like you don't think so i don't know i'm i'm picturing uh dazed and confused and I yeah know, think about slacker think about slacker? dazed and confused i don't know it's got it's got kind of the same feel kind of look to it but you know obviously richard linklater is a man who likes to dabble in different types of things yeah you know not everything is the same you know uh, you know, we've talked about Days Confused before. It's a little more upbeat, a little faster. Yeah. Goes a more a little of a flow here before sunrise. Uh, you know, it's two people talking. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have any problem with movies that are like that. But I'm going to tell, I'm going to say uh, this is my first time seeing it. I've seen bits of the uh, Before Sunset, which mm-hmm. is the, the sequel to this. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a, this is a trilogy. Um, yes, and then the last one's called Before Midnight. Before Midnight, okay. yes. Gotcha. And okay, so yeah, so before and it comes in a lovely box set from the Criterion Collection, right? Which okay. is, I mean, available at Criterion dot uh, com, uh, Criterion Collection dot com, uh, one of those. And if you type in uh, Criterion Cult um, in the promo section, nothing's gonna happen. They'll probably kick you out. <laughs> but <laughs> you'll get a cease and desist. <laughs> but. but 
go buy it anyway <clears throat> or go to the barnes and noble sale <clears throat> but anyway yeah it may criterion doesn't pay us for this we're but just, i own it so you know i i'm i'm i really do believe in this product mm-hmm. uh yeah so mondo uh this is both of our first time yeah really experiencing getting, yeah experiencing this richard link later film what do Something... you think in terms of because you know what i was trying to get my point that i was trying to get to was mm-hmm. that you know days of confused fun slacker a lot of talking but it moves yeah you know it's, it does. it's got a movement to it school of rock shit ton of talking jack black baby he's moving <laughs> yeah, he's jumping he's doing shit you know? and, and r.i.p to that one uh kid who just recently passed away from school of rock oh yeah the, the the drummer the, the blonde one yeah oh really kid. that's why yeah. that, oh i did damn yeah, that's, damn it i wish i would have remembered sorry. his name uh, we're gonna have to cancel this uh <laughs> no i mean that's uh, no. yeah it's RIP. yeah damn that's uh, that's sad here uh, yeah but uh so yeah link ladder uh here it's not you know i don't know if it, it doesn't move for me it doesn't move as much as i i kind of thought that it was going to i, I didn't yeah. think you know I, i'm again i don't mind conversation but it's still, films. yeah it's still very much link ladder where it's just like these musing uh and these thoughts that you know the director himself is having you know like right. slacker is that not at a fault, but you you get it. Like this this filmmaker has like a point of view and is bringing stuff to it. You know, like and just yeah. kind of making uh, indie movies. You know, this is like what we're talking about, just normal day stuff and just thinking about the world other than really. I mean, ourselves sort of, but I mean, and then this is like you know, this is him too. Like this is his chance meeting. He met someone not in Europe, but it was like in America, where like I think he said she was in Philadelphia and. He's in Texas, obviously. Right. So they're like, you know, and, and the original screenplay was, you know, set in America and then they moved it abroad. But yeah, I mean, like, and yeah, this is just like, and from the beginning, you know, it starts off with uh, this older couple arguing and stuff. And like, they're like, uh, you know, they're and they're speaking in German. So there's no they're German, of course, they're, <laughs> there's no <laughs> subtitles at all to what they're saying, you know. So we're kind of like uh, Ethan Hawke's character. We're just like the Americans hearing these already annoyed, two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, hearing these people talk and they're talking too loud and stuff like that. And and damn, I forgot where I was going with this, but like you know, it just shows. I well, sorry, yeah, I, maybe I interrupt you. Well, I think what we were both kind of talking about earlier. Maybe this is the point you're trying to make. Maybe mm. I, don't, I don't know, but mm. you know, but. Um, how natural the meeting in that beginning is how how yeah, it kind is. of it it's very yeah it's you know like it's not stupid like you know like i don't yeah know. it's not cutesy and goofy yeah. in, in any sort of way i mean you know obviously there's a little meat cute to it um yeah. but it, it feels very natural to what the the film is it, it doesn't have uh you know what as we were talking about earlier as we said it doesn't have some kind of garden state or 500 days of summer kind of shit to it. Yeah, where you where, just get googly-eyed over someone, you know? And right. It's like you kind of glance over and, like, you know, you have those thoughts, oh, she's cute or he's, you know, like he seems normal. Or, or they look interesting. I mean, yeah. you got Ethan Hawke in a turtleneck, goatee. You're you're mm-hmm. this, you know, French girl on the train. You're reading a book. You look at that beautiful American face. <laughs> you say, oh, my God, like, I want to see that hawk spread those wings. <laughs> And, and and then, you know, again, then he sees her, you know, this beautiful young French woman. Yeah. He's American. He's probably just trying to sleep with her. <laughs> so he says, hey, what are you reading? Yeah. What you reading? <laughs> no, I'm just no. kidding. He doesn't do that. But he's probably, no, he isn't trying to sleep with her, which, you know, that's what's great about this as well. Is that it's, uh, it's very much a, uh, a romantic point of view uh they're yeah. both they both have a very romanticized point of view about yeah. things like that which is which is very cool i mean yeah I, I would love to go travel to 
uh, Europe or some foreign country and mm -hmm. meet someone on a train and have like an experience like yeah, that. Yeah, who you wouldn't? Know I mean? You know, like yeah. I, I was gonna like because I, I what what the movie made me think about more than anything. Although I'm a huge fan of Richard Linklater, huge fan of the acting. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't too crazy because Richard Linklater mostly likes to ask questions. He doesn't yeah. give, you know, which is fine. I, I don't mind that. But there's nothing but questions in this movie. Mm -hmm. All they do is ask each other questions and no one really gives any answer. They just give more questions to each other, yeah. which is fine. Um, but I just really, it, it was sort of boring in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't know. I think what the one thing that he is able to do is capture that feeling of that. Even though I've never experienced that, it's like, oh, I would like to do that. I would like to travel somewhere. And just meet someone. Mm -hmm. And that feeling of, well, you know, should... Well, you know, they answer it in the other movies. But that, that idea of should, you know, um, do, do relationships need to last longer than as long as you know this person, right? Like, should do the, do you need to keep in touch with these people? The, the, you know, yeah. can't there just be relationships where you meet someone for like a day or maybe a couple of days and that's it. You can just say bye and go your separate ways and, and cherish that yeah. moment. Does it... Do you have to... Con every relationship, do you have to try to find a way to make it deeper, do you know? You, yeah, do you have to exhaust it before right. it, it runs out of gas kind of like thing, you know? And they and in the movie, they try to do that, you know, because they don't want... They want to have this moment in right. time They're and aware this of experience, you know? And they don't want to do that where they, like... You know, where they talk about, like, exchanging numbers and addresses at the time, especially, you know, this is 95, so, like, there's no... I mean, there's internet, but it's not, like, you know, like how it is now, obviously. Right. So they don't want to, like, you know, like, uh, you know, they just want to remember they had this, you know, this moment, like, in Vienna with this person, and that's it, you know, like, and not try to, like, Not you get know, bored of each not other. Not wane on it, you know, and, like, you know, just where it gets kind of exhausting where you're having a long-distance relationship, you know? Because eventually it'll become just one of them maybe being more into it than the other yeah, exactly. or whatever it might be, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, it just will fizzle out, and that, that sucks. Yeah. That's... What's better is to have that memory of the time mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, oh, I guess we're not talking anymore. It's sort of just like, yeah, I sort of knew that was going to happen because yeah. this person lives over here and I yeah, live in another country. Paris and he lives yeah. in Texas or whatever, you know. And But, but, uh, you, it, yeah. and sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you off. But just real quick, just be, what's good about these, what in these two films is that in this one, it really is more of like a love kind of thing where like this, like I, I feel like I, I, could actually be with you mm -hmm. as a person make a life with you whereas in lost in translation obviously we'll talk about later where yeah. it's more of like kind of like a friendship just sort of a connection mm -hmm. right it's not like any sort of like sexual thing or anything like that where here there is that you know obviously they they do they are like attracted to each other yeah. and stuff like that and and so it is like you can experience both of those mm -hmm. you know you can you can fucking meet you know whether it is just even you know you know not to you know, you meet some dude or something that's just cool that you're like out somewhere and he's just like a nice guy and you're just like, oh yeah, like you hang out for like a, on, while you're on a trip or something and you know, you're just, he's just a cool guy showing you mm -hmm. around the place and then yeah. he just like gone, like you don't have to make him like, oh, he has got to be my friend now. I got to like make him my friend and hit him up all the time or something, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. it, It's just, there's no, because <clears throat> that's just sort of how you're conditioned to be. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's just like, oh, well, you have to, you have to like keep in touch, right? You know, that's a yearbook, you know, K K I T, <laughs> and so that's and no one ever kept in touch, right? Yeah, <laughs> and before sun and before sunrise, they're like, mm. they're like, we don't want to fuck with that K I T stuff because literally, I have a bunch of K I Ts in my yearbook, and not a single of them yeah. have called me since, uh, since, <laughs> since, <laughs> since we graduated, uh, since we K I T, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then you know, even then, it's just like you have, I, you know, I know people. There was people that I've known for years who I don't talk to now, and they don't like me mm -hmm. there are people who i rarely 
talked to back in the time when I knew all those people for years who I talk to more now, who, mm-hmm. you know, in like a real way, I don't just say, hey, what's up? Yeah. I actually like talk to them and have things to yeah. say, you know, I don't know, enjoyable. What, what I feel like um, Linklater did capture in the film is that vibe, that, mm-hmm. that whole idea of, well, is, should you continue this relationship yeah. or should you just, well, you know, we had our day and let's go our separate ways. I mean, obviously you find out in the, the, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, there's sequels. But let's pretend there isn't any. Yeah. Let's pretend the, this is the first time this movie was released and we don't know there's going to be any sequels. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I feel and, like it, it has that like question. And, sort of. Yeah, and back in the day seeing this, is like, who would have thought there would have been a sequel to this movie? Who would have cared? Know? Yeah, exactly. Well, they say that in like... I mean, not to like um, say that it's bad, or, but, but you know, like yeah, what mo- just, regular movie audience would sort of have that desire? Yeah, you know? well, Ethan, Ethan Hawke and Julie definitely, did they meet, you know, after like, yeah. after that time they had or whatever, but yeah. But another thing is just like, yeah, it's all the like those Richard Linklater kind of like musings and asking questions and like having these ideas kind of just like and him just like, you know, fil- putting it on film pretty much because that's what happens in the beginning of this. It's like the whole like uh, the thesis of it, like, you know, like it's like these like older people like, uh, you know, arguing. Well, that's kind of the thing, too, is where we're talking about where. Like, yeah, they should just have this kind of one night, one day together, you know, and remember that and not and not become this like old married couple arguing and stuff like that. And eventually, like what Julie definitely tells you in the beginning, like eventually, like you don't. That's where I was going with this earlier is you 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 like don't understand your partner at like a certain point, you know, like and she talks about how like, you know, like men lose the hearing of like high pitch frequencies and guys lose the or guys lose the high pitch frequency and women lose the higher uh, the lower pitch frequencies and that's kind of like the whole thesis of the film too and which later a little bit when they're in the lounge car uh, Ethan Hawke is talking about his reality TV show idea where it's following like you know just mundane stuff for 24 hours and this yeah, is boy, he was talking about boyhood yeah and, and yeah eventually what this is like this is like a boyhood too, like you know, like this yeah. is like mm-hmm. you know, because it follows this couple, like you know, over the years, you know. Oh, yeah, good thing he just did boyhood in one shot, and he didn't split <laughs> it up into three. But you boyhood know, boyhood like, before boyhood. But yeah, like his, like Ethan Hawke is explaining this reality TV show where it's like, yeah, you follow, like you know, like you you watch a guy like make his coffee, take you know, eat breakfast, take a shower, and like Julie Depley's just like, yeah. you know, and this is this is that reality TV show in a film, like you know, yeah. it's like. You know, like it's not we're, like a we're like a dating show where they would try to like make them do uh, like games and and try to like emphasize certain drama. Yeah. Here, it's just literally just it's the mundane things yeah. or the poetry of life, as Ethan puts it. Right. Ethan puts it, you know, <laughs> you know. But like it's it's in. Film, I think it was his turtleneck that. Said instead that. of real time, it's film time. You know, where like you know where a romantic comedy would really like hone in and hit these beats of like okay now they have True, to kiss yeah. now they have to like you know they have to do something exciting and like fun and run away from something and you know laugh at something where this like where like you know i realized this like yeah the first time watching it uh, it was a little i don't know felt too mundane you know like where nothing was you know like where they just keep talking about like i don't know shit you kind of don't care about of it you know sort of but watching, I watched it again, and you know, you realize like, oh yeah, like he's doing this, like you just like, it's showing those awkward moments, like you know, like because he invites her off to get off the train, you know, like she's going somewhere else, and he has to get off to catch a plane, but he has a whole day in Vienna, so he invites her, and all, like right away they get off the train, and they're already kind of like, you know, they just have that awkward moment where like, 
oh, maybe this was kind of weird. Maybe we shouldn't have done this sort of, you know, but no, like, it's fun. It's fine. Like, we're enjoying each other's company. Like, nothing weird is going on. We're just, like, hanging yeah, it's out. Yeah, just awkward silence. Yeah, just the, yeah, just to break up that monogamy. And that really wouldn't, I mean, it would happen in, like, a regular romantic comedy. But this one feels more natural and real. And just, like, you know, like, where you meet these two weird guys and, like, they would go to the play or something. And something would happen where they probably end up on stage or some bullshit, you know. And this, they don't. They They still go on about their day and they forget about the two guys they met eventually like and they bring them up later but yeah i just thought that was kind of cool like you know that like i mean seeing all that you know the mundane like you know like richard link later is like good at that i mean that's what uh days and confused is and slacker is like it's just like this day-to-day stuff like yeah he has he has like that that different stoner mind where like yeah most stoners will like take a fucking bong rip Mm -hmm. before they're writing and be like all right like what if in the like think try to think of like some adult swim mm-hmm. kind of just stupid crazy stuff where yeah. Richard Linklater just like takes a bong rip and he just like he's like I just want to see some dude like washing his hands yeah you know. like I just want to see some dude that will sitting around asking why do we wash our hands <laughs> you know <laughs> or why do people meet or like you know like yeah that's kind of like everyone... or what what is like connection or what because that's yeah. what this movie is really about I feel like you know like yeah. um what do they have a genuine connection. You know, yeah. just because they're able to kind of talk to each other in the mm-hmm. way that they do. And, you know, yeah. they, they have like an in- intimate moments and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was bored with the film, but I feel like there was like certain parts that did capture feelings that, that mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, he that I think that's what he was going for yeah. more so than anything, you know? Yeah. And there's that one scene where um, they're in the record store and they listen to a record that someone has like someone had suggested to uh julie depley's character like before you know like you don't she just says oh my friend friend, told me like to listen to this there's probably some fucking zach braff joseph gordon levitt type and then yeah and 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 that's like a weird like an awkward scene like and we were talking about it earlier i wasn't like it wasn't like it was like it's one of those needle drop moments but it's not a regular needle drop moment because the people aren't really thinking about the song or asking each other about the song and you just it makes the situation more awkward because they're in this listening booth together and they haven't kissed yet. You know, it's still kind of early in there, like, you know, like them hanging out, you know. But, but you would think because of the, yeah, the, mu- the yeah, music. Yeah, some music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can kiss. I, you know, I definitely know I need to kiss her during this song, but they don't right. know, you know, like yeah. Ethan Hawke's character, obviously. They're both even, really awkward. Yeah, they just kind of listen to this weird song and it's just like, uh, maybe this is not the song to like. Which, again, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. that's what you know why it's on criterion and why it stands out i guess in a lot of ways you know i I don't love the film Mm -hmm. but i can see those things where yeah it is it does subvert those expectations of a regular romantic comedy yeah and in a scene like that where you're expecting the kiss Mm -hmm. you're expecting something you're expecting him to turn around and be like i love this song and you're like oh really me too or something and they they're just like they can't even speak to each other because they they're so they don't know if, like should we just listen to the whole song should, yeah, I, just, should I say is you know and that's, sucks, I, mean, that's or I don't want to say this sucks but yeah. you know whatever and, and you know and, and obviously you know we've been talking about it those moments work because of the acting they're yeah. both such good actors you know yeah everything just like works together in that but um yeah I don't know we want to do final thoughts yeah well, what was I gonna oh yeah and I was just gonna say yeah cause, oh yeah. Because, uh, you know, like in Dazed and Confused, it has all those needle drop songs, you know? But, oh, I mean, right. You know, and mm-hmm. this one is like totally different, you know, like than For sure. what he does, you know? Yeah, that no, in Dazed and Confused, cool. you, you, yeah, you got to notice those songs. Those yeah. songs matter for what's going to yeah. crack. Yeah. Yeah, well. It sets uh, up the whole tone. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we can get into final thoughts on Before Sunrise. All right. Well, before the sun rises here, let me give you my final thoughts on it. 
Um, so I, even though I own it, I own all three of them. This is my first time watching the first one. I've seen the second one or bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I've seen the first one. And again, I don't love it, but I understand it. And I get what Richard Linklater is doing. And it's sort of the same thing in like Boyhood, which I'm sure we'll get to in an episode somewhere, sometime. But I, I, I get what he's doing. I get, like, I love it, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, yeah. damn, that's great. I'm glad somebody's doing that, especially this trilogy of before yeah. movies. And then Boyhood too, what he did. But, you know, I, the execution itself is not necessarily the, the, the strongest in terms of where I'm like, oh, yes, this is the movie mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. But I love that he tried it. And this first go around, all it really did is make me want to continue with these characters because sure. I, d- I didn't really care for what this one was, but I do want to see where the relationship goes and mm-hmm. what that answer is to the question that they have in these, because yeah. I feel like they do probably answer them in, uh, before midnight. Mm-hmm. So link ladder. I mean, you know, we're, we're fans of you here. We love you here, you know, yeah. but I, you know, I can't love everything you do, you know, unfortunately. So this for me, this is like a three star. I mean, this is not bad, but it, it was usually it was gonna be a two and a half. Oh wow! But um, you know, thinking about it more as opposed to just kind of letting my first impression just kind of yeah, be like just wash bored, over you and you know? just be like yeah, yeah. just harp thinking, on that. Thinking about it more, thinking about the scenes, and then yeah, it's just it's it's a three star film for me. But again, I'm gonna go. Who knows? The other two might be five star films. You know, they don't have to be five yeah. star films. But this one, this one's cool. Mondo, yeah. what do you, what's your last thoughts? Yeah, well, after the first watch, I mean, after like kind of just being like, oh, okay, what you know, it's whatever kind of, but. It really just made me want to see the second one, you know, like where it want I, I don't know why I was still just interested in where these characters go after yeah. and what happens, you know. You wanted some more uh, men be like this and women be <laughs> like this. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like that, but not really. A, a little bit, but it's just like bit. it. I, I don't know. Maybe just the conversations or the right like weren't just as like engaging as like you know. Like in Dazing Confused or Slacker, you know. Like. And again, you know, it, back then, the, if we would have probably saw it at that time, mm. I, I feel like that would have been one of our MySpace movies for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we would have been like, oh, yeah, fucking. We would have asked girls, oh, you've never seen Before Sunrise? Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Julie Depley. Oh, you've yeah. never heard of Ethan Hawke and Julie Depley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've never heard of Richard Linklater. Yeah. Oh, you're not real. I'm talking to a mirror. I'm high, I'm in high school. <laughs> oh, you saw Newton Boys, but you didn't see it before Sunrise. Yeah, but sorry, I, I interrupted you. My bad. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't see it back in the day. You know, like I just yeah, rented it here. one day from somewhere. You know, like, but like, I and it deserves a second watch and I did watch it again today actually just because I needed to like you know like what the fuck am I going to say about this movie you know but I mean I liked it a lot more the second time around and kind of like was feeling it like way more you know just like not so much about their talking like what they were talking about but just like the acting of course was great and amazing you know both these people like i mean i wish they were in everything almost you know yeah like, i mean they just, do you know they do plays yeah. they, they're they've they've worked with so many great directors yeah, yeah they're like pros so yeah. yeah 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 and they're young in this part like right she's only like really 23 like i think when she, did she film this when julie depley yeah i, I think. did i think they said like 20 like a like a, oh yeah 23 i guess 23, yeah 22 23 yeah. yeah yeah i don't know how old ethan hawk was but i think he was older a yeah. older yeah but yeah he's probably 50 then mm. Ethan Hawke's been young and old for like a long time. He's been young slash old for a pretty long time. But yeah, it like I like I I give it three and a half. Uh, Ethan Hawke next, you know. 
Okay. So next, but all right. I mean, it's definitely a film to watch, and I'm. I did start watching the second one today, but I wasn't able to finish it, and I was already like mostly immediately engaged because you're like, yeah, what were these characters doing between this time, you know, and what's right. going on? Yeah, yeah. Like that. The, and then it's it is a kind of neat story for those who don't know i mean he just he writes a book about his experience from this movie yeah. and he goes on a book tour to paris and then he ends up running into julie depp yeah, she comes to the yeah one of the signings and, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah but you're right it does deserve a second watch and i am gonna watch it again i own it so i can mm-hmm. but i think right. it's streaming Is also it? on the channel it might be yeah i don't know but uh we're making crazy uh, accusations <laughs> and assumptions here but just get just go on the channel anyway sign up for the channel all right now we're on to lost in translation my pick to be inducted into the great criterion closet in the sky mm-hmm. uh, from 03 it's miss sofia coppola's sophomore film and oh it is yeah it's the second movie she did oh okay yeah shit which uh virgin suicide <laughs> the virgin suicides is on, on the collection and, and that was actually going to be the original name of the podcast <laughs> the <laughs> but uh yeah yeah that's already on on in the collection yeah so you know yeah so i'm bringing this one a faded movie star and neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in tokyo and this is of course is starring bill murray as bob harris scarlett johansson as charlotte and uh giovanna ribisi as john and anna ferris as kelly now that's a cast, especially yeah. for that time. Yeah, two thousand three, two thousand three. Yeah, filmed in 02. Uh Yeah, I mean, I mean. Oh, I, and also, I mean, just to mention got? this yeah. again, just real quick, you know, because I, I want to start giving shout outs to the cinematography. Lance mm. Accord, who is also Spike Jones' cinematographer, was his cinematographer on his music videos as well. Mm. Did a lot and of Bjork did, uh, videos. He did a. The wild, where the wild things are with he him. He did, yeah. yeah, being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. He also did Buffalo 66. He was a cinematographer oh, on nice. that. Uh-huh. Which kind of makes sense. Buffalo 66 is a good-looking film. It is a good-looking yeah. film, and which kind of makes sense why, um, you know, just real quick on a tangent, mm-hmm. why uh, Vincent Gallo probably knows Spike Jones and hates him. Because <laughs> Vincent Gallo talks all kinds of shit. says Spike Jones is a fucking idiot. But that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Where did you read this at? Or where did you, is there like a... Yeah, there was a thing in some... an article some, we can go to? Fuck, there, there's an old, it's an old film magazine. I mm. want to say it's like Film Comment. There's some film mm. magazine film where they threat. asked a bunch <laughs> of directors what they thought of other directors. So oh. it's like Godard talking about Tarantino. That is cool. It's like a bunch of different people talking and about... everyone's just talking shit. <laughs> and everyone just pretty much hate, like, like, uh, Cronenberg, just like, he's, he's like, he's all, am I Shyamalan? He's all, ah, I hate that guy. <laughs> That's like his response. <laughs> Like, it's just stuff like yeah. that, you know? It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah. That, that, found that, find <laughs> Wait, that I just article. wanted to, I just wanted to give a shout out to that cinematographer because he's doing great work. He's yeah. doing good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, here's another one about connection. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah, the guy's a little older. He's, but uh, less, uh, less philosophizing, less yeah. philosophy, less talking. Yes, it's more way, quiet connection. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, uh, you know, just like, lost in this culture you know like you don't feel comfortable at all like you're not necessarily a fish out of water but i mean you're just like you can't you feel like you there's no connections to be made or you just feel isolated from everyone and everything even though people are trying to talk to you and make you feel comfortable they just are not at all well and also with both of the characters they're also sort of dealing with 
a distance from their own personal lives as yeah. well. So being distant from it mm-hmm. is like also, you know, you feel that. Yeah. You're Where feel Before that. Sunset is like, yeah, they're young and stuff. They're young, obviously. And they're kind of, you know, when you're young, that age, early 20s, you're kind of just lost and you don't know what to do. And you're, you, you're trying to figure out something and like, yeah, doing those kind of, like just running off with someone is kind of like, oh, that's exciting. That's what I'm going to do, you know, because I'm when I'm when else am I going to get to experience these kind of things and be kind of like a, what's it called? A, not a uh, I don't know the word, you know, just like be like a vagabond wanderer, not a wanderlust. Vagabond. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's not the word. But yeah, something like that where where um, sex Scarlett machine. Johansson's character is she has that question, too, because she has just graduated college. You know, she's like a year out or something. And that's kind of like her like, you know, like where her mind is at, where like she doesn't know what to do with her life. You know, she's tried these things, but they just haven't stuck. You know, she said she had a photography phase and then what she was like doing something else, too, where uh, oh, pen, writing, writing, writing. But yes. she hated the way she hated the way she wrote you know, and. And, the way and, she wrote. Yeah. Well, she wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got lost in translation yeah. there. Yeah, it wrote. Yeah. It hey, translates to to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't like she didn't like the way she she puts the words on paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like She didn't I, like the way you did it either. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is I I mean, this came in all 03. We had just graduated high school kind of we're like not even a year out and this, yeah, this comes is a myspace movie baby. yeah this is bill murray movie all like well brought him in back into the back in the game uh, let's talk about that right yeah. i don't know if it brought him back in the game because wes anderson was doing sad bill murray first already yes i already okay. had rushmore already had royal tenenbaum yes. so we already knew bill murray was back mm. in a big way right and you still uh, this, look, don't I, get me wrong this made him in a bigger way sure i, I just it was just it was like, you know, it was just like step by step. And this was like, the, yeah. you know, this was the other step. Yeah. that So Sophia Coppola, yeah. she saw Wes Anderson using him in the best way. And she's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to steal I that. And but you know what? I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. Jim Jarmusch did it as well for Broken Flowers. After Which I was this. watching last night a little bit of it. Yeah. Broken yeah. Flowers is great. Yeah, it is. Because Bill Murray is great. Mm-hmm. And this is the first, first time Bill Murray was nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. In Lost in Translation. The only time, as a matter of fact. First and only time wow. Bill Murray's ever been nominated for an Oscar is Lost in Translation. And don't get me wrong, I love Bill Murray in this, but, I mean, come on. We could have nominated him for Groundhog Day. Yeah. Everything he did. That's Life Aquatic. Gonna, that's what I was going to ask. He Rushmore. Was, uh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, sure he wasn't nominated for Groundhog Day? Golden Globes and things like that, but nope, no Oscars. No Oscar. But, yeah, here, I, I think, so, yeah, so we've seen Sad Bill Murray before, mm-hmm. but here... I do like it because it is supposed to be kind of like in this way, you know, we see Michael Keaton and Birdman and like those kind of like movies where it feels like it's supposed to kind of be them, mm-hmm. even though it's not. This yeah, is not Bill yeah. Murray. But you sort of, it, it adds an extra layer of sadness to it because you kind of feel like, oh man, man, maybe Bill Murray feels like this when he has to travel around and do these commercials or yeah. when he films Space Jam. He's <laughs> just lonely and sad. and well, just he knowing... gets to play golf on Space Jam, so I think he was Well, he fine. got to play golf on Lost in Translation. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has to play golf wherever he goes. Yeah, he's a golf Yeah, Yeah, but, but yeah, I just, you know, I, so it adds that extra layer to it, which I think is, like, great. And, and then Scarlett Johansson is just, you know, she's just good. Yeah, I mean, Bill Murray is a different sad in both those Wes Anderson films, and he's a different sad in Lost in Translation. It's not the same old, like, you know, like he's not um you know like the like kind of like meek guy like how he is in um royal tenenbaums or like the rich like you know kind of like you know 
sort of too cocky guy almost you know like no you're right yeah. you know and this one he's like, range baby yeah murray's exactly. got range exactly i and, know it he knows it yeah and you he's know got, it and he's got sadness you know no yeah and a range and sadness you're mm-hmm. right same th- yeah and a different comedic style that we really haven't seen him like portray sort of you know where he's just like where you know the famous like you know the where he's doing the the whiskey like a uh, uh, photo shoot you know where his heart is uh, I don't know. I forgot the name of the whiskey. Sorry, but yeah, for, I mean, I don't yeah. remember. I really, I wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to pronounce it yeah, right exactly. anyway. But the whiskey, the, yeah, that yeah. famous whiskey scene, yeah. where he's doing like, and the yeah, they're they're giving him all yeah. the explanation. Yeah, so let's to do a swagger. So, all right. Yes. Let's talk about this really okay, quick. All right. So the, so right that that kind of the whole joke, in a way, there, is that the director speaks Japanese, mm-hmm. and he's giving him these kind of long instructions. And the translator just like, oh, he said to turn your head there. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that, I mean, you know, is that, you know, there's a lot of things like that, right? I, I mean, mean it, that's it, like an old joke, right? Where like it someone is very else much is like, joke. yeah, yeah. But there's the other. I mean, I'm not going to say because I, I, I wouldn't say because, I mean, we're sort of talking about this and I know mm-hmm. it wasn't very serious, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask, is that racist? Because I don't think any of anything that goes on here is racist, mm-hmm. but is that sort of, I mean, you know, is that just, oh, okay, young white girl goes to Japan. Yeah. She, like, just loves uh, walking through temples, mm-hmm. Buddhist temples, and she just, like, sees, notices that, oh, yeah, like, things are different here. Mm-hmm. So I can, like, make a movie about finding myself in this weird, with a comedy kind of thing. Like, is that, I don't know, is that, like, a bad thing? I, well, I mean, we're not Japanese, so we can't really say. Well, sure. And we but don't, we're not white, so. But also, we're not we're completely not, coming from a white place, but you're right. But yes. Also, you're right. We're not Japanese, so, so we can't yeah, really say. I can't say, you know, but yeah. also, I'm not taking it from that place where it is, oh, the Japanese are white, like, you know, like. Oh, sure. So, like, you know. I, well, this. again, I was just exaggerating that. Yeah, I don't yeah. Th- I don't even think she's coming from that place. I mean, obviously, there is supposed to be some comedy there. Yes. But. You know, and again, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like, uh, again, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like racist or even prejudice. It's just kind of one of those things. Like, is yeah. it like a cheap shot in a way? Are those like cheap it's jokes kind of, in a way? Like, yeah, I guess they kind of are cheap jokes, right? Like in a way, it, yeah. like it's like, you know, yeah, making because fun of did, someone when someone pronounces something and, you right. know, they're trying to speak another language and he's not even trying to even adapt to their language or even like adapt to their hospitality you know like yeah just and then, like i mean that's also kind of a little quick thing that happens mm-hmm. in before sunrise too yeah where he's just like where he's just like oh he tells these german ethan hawk asks these german guys oh do you speak english and the german guy turns around and says oh can you speak german for once yeah you know it is that like yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point mm-hmm. where they are they are literally trying to speak to him in english yeah and sure you can't un- you know they're having a tough time saying some words but yeah, yeah no one the Americans are not giving any fucking effort to. Yeah, they're giving no like pull. Yeah, yeah. As most Americans don't. Yeah, exactly. dumb Americans. Exactly. And yeah, when that was that was the thing I wanted to bring up too. Before sunrise, kind of like, I like the way they treat like, you know, him being American, like where they don't, where Linklater isn't like kind of like you know like he's not trying to make this mo- that movie funny or anything, but he also not making any cheap shots, kind of like or like yeah. doing anything kind of like you know awkwardness he does that or he kind of mentions like how they don't like oh like ethan hawk notices the service is not not like priority 
in in Europe or whatever. Right, but she kind of gives them back the well. You're yeah. American, and you you just expect yeah. these certain things. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like sort of yeah. It's like a but, culture thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I like the way how it's done, dealt with, not dealt with, but done right. in Before Sunrise because it's not really about. Well, it's not really about that. And and again, it's more of a question than mm-hmm. it is a statement of that. Yeah. It's more of like, oh, this is sort of what I think of how this mm-hmm. is. It's not like. Linklater is being like, oh, this is what it is, and this mm. is what you all should feel about yeah. it. You know, yeah, exactly. And not that, not that Sofia Coppola is doing that here either. I don't think. I don't know what she's doing right there because, like, those well, are like, those. I mean, those scenes happen that he goes on that wacky again, talk just, show. They're just cheap. It's yeah. just sort of cheap, yeah, little easy jokes. jokes. Yeah, yeah. Someone... Which, look, you know, I, I I like the Virgin Suicides, but I do feel like Sofia Coppola sort of is. You know, one of those, and, and again, I, I like the fact that Lost in Translation deals with that connection where it's a quiet connection, where yeah. you don't need to be talking to each other all the time. You don't need to have these like big philosophy like conversations. Yeah, these, yeah. You know, you're you're able to just kind of hang out with each other, just sort of have these quiet moments, be around each other, and it's with, not overly sexualized, right? Either, you know, it, like, it's yeah, but. You know, like they eventually do kiss and stuff, but it's not right. Like, but it's, it's not. Like, yeah, it's just sort of it's, like a. It's like a friend kiss. It really but even is. Even that. Even I. I mean, I feel like it's a little more intimate. No, than that, I feel like know. it's a friend kiss. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like because I don't think it's anything more than that. I think it's just a. I friend I just think thing. they know they can't go past this, you know, because they are both married. I mean, obviously, Bill Murray's character sleeps with somebody, but it's like you know, she care. He cares. They both care about each other. He so not, whispers in her ear, "That's a friend kiss." No, that's what he says. If you read his lips, he doesn't shut up. He doesn't say that. You can zoom in on shit now. <laughs> Technology lets you see things or do the subtitles. <laughs> but yeah, so there is like I love that she is able to with her direction and the cinematography and just the mood of the city and what they do mm. is to kind of capture that feeling as well. Like the way Link Ladder kind yeah. of captures the feeling there, she's able to capture that feeling of connection, but. I do feel like the movie is kind of just being filled out with a bunch of those gags that we're talking mm-hmm. about, where it's like, oh, Bill Murray's... Where it didn't kind of need those. He's tall in the elevator. Yeah. Oh, the, the, you know, like, there's, like, things that they're, mm-hmm. that, you know, they're trying to make it seem like what, like, so they meet their friends from Japan at this, like, kind of cafe bar where there's just, like, strippers. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird to them, but it's just like, well, there's strip clubs in America. Yeah. Like, and people do that all business people, businessmen do that all the time. So why are you guys acting like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I would never that, you know, if you, if you've seen that scene, I think it was it, just, it's a little strange because, you know, you can't talk to each other because there's just, you know, it, you know, it just depends on what kind of vibe you're looking for. But, but, but again, what I'm saying is that it, yeah, it is sort of, it felt like they were, acting like these things were just sort of alien, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. I, I mean, I guess, you know, as us as young kids seeing this, you know, the MySpace days, that was sort of alien. None yeah. of us had ever been to Japan. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. never seen Japan kind of like this before, you know, where it's like, so it was like super flashy and just like all these lights and stuff like, you know, like, I don't like, I don't know really what I thought of Japan before that now. Like it's been because this movie is almost like 20 years old, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I never really even thought about Japan because, I mean, unless I saw like a movie from Japan that mm-hmm. was, you know, but even then I don't think I was watching like a bunch of movies at that time in 2003. Yeah. And then when this came out, yeah, it did feel like one of those things where it was like, oh, yeah, that's it's like a MySpace movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a MySpace dream because what you want to do is you want to travel to Japan. You know, you want some like, well, who's on the soundtrack? On Lost- uh, My Bloody Valentine. Jesus you want, you know, you want to you want to wake up. 
you want to wake up with your head on the window of a cab. You, you're just waking up. You look outside. You see the bright lights of Tokyo. And you got My Bloody Valentine playing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get off. You go into the bar and you see this beautiful young Scarlett Johansson. You know? You, yeah. you, that's like something you want when you're young. You know? Yeah, I want definitely. it now. But I'm saying when you're young, you really want that. That's like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of get why... I, I wouldn't have thought these things that I'm thinking now mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Right? So, because yeah, like, right well, now I'm thinking of them as filler. Back then I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. cute. Bill Murray's like dealing with Japanese people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. But, ha, yeah. Ha, ha. So, another question I kind of He had. thinks they eat uh, a black toe. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Ha, ha, ha. But another thing I thought was and rewatching this too is just like, is. Bill Murray, I'm sure he's been to Japan before, right? Like this, his character, like you have to have, like, cause oh sure, yeah, he, there's already billboards of him yeah. when he's there. And yeah, he's yeah. There, like so, this is kind of not like this shouldn't be so new to him, kind of like how his how he's reacting to all these things. You're like, right. Yes, the shower it, and things like that. Yeah. Yes, he should already know that he's gonna get faxes at mm-hmm. 4 a.m. because there's time mm-hmm. zone differences. Yeah. There's like, yeah, he should already know. Yeah. So That's you brought this movie, I so I don't know why it. you're picking at it this way, but yeah, thank you for bringing up another flaw, Mondo. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not like a huge flaw. Look, it, it, you know, it's for the film. Yeah. I thought of that the same thing too. Mm-hmm. When I was just like, he was doing these things, and I was like, well, he, you know, he's been here before, so yeah. why is he acting like all this stuff is new to him? Yeah, I get Scarlett Johansson, like she's there with Giovanni Ribisi, who's supposed to be Spike Jones. Yes, uh, who, but he's doing his to, best Woody Allen impression. Right, right, he's doing a pretty good Woody Allen yeah. impression. He should have played Woody Allen in Celebrity, not Kenneth Branagh. For anyone <laughs> who might get that, yeah. but <laughs> well, you know where to look. But. <laughs> But yes, yeah, like I, I, you're right. That is kind of a strange thing. But it was for the film, so I, yes. I, I, I overlooked it. Yeah, right? exactly. I, it it's... wasn't something that I had to hark on because, again, I'm not the hugest Sofia Coppola fan. I think you know she might want to stay in her lane, Ooh. do more of those somewheres. Woman, not, no, no, no. I don't mean like that. I just kind of mean you know if she's gonna you know whoa man like tell the stories <laughs> that are not you know don't don't try to fucking don't try to gentrify fucking Japan. <laughs> she look if you know. Like I, you know, I can understand how some people would be like, "Oh yeah, let me watch this Lost in Translation." It's like, okay, this young white girl out of college, she's walking through temples, and she's, you know, she's walking through like, uh, you know, the, the, the when they're like cutting the flowers, and yeah. oh, she's having an awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Like, good for her. Like, this is what these people do in their day lives. This is how people have to live. <laughs> like, good for you. You get to just, like, pay all this money to travel yeah. over there and walk through it with your goddamn scarf on mm-hmm. and say, oh. Oh, oh! I haven't. I'm having a spiritual experience because my husband is well, an asshole. Well, they have that character where they try to when they really try to make fun of it and poke fun of it is Anna Faris's character. Well, yeah, it's like those two extremes. She's the yeah, like Scar Johansson is like she's keeping know, quiet about it. Yeah, she like understands that right. She's not where she is kind of staying in her lane. Sort no, of look about their culture. She's walking through that temple. Temple. The monks turn around. They look at her. They just it gentrified. Yeah, that's it. That temple, right next door to that temple, Temple's there's, over. <laughs> there's gonna be a, a fucking uh, a, a fucking Japanese uh, like uh, food place called Monkster or something, and it's gonna be run by white people because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola was trying to do. She was trying to gentrify, <laughs> lost in translation. No, gentrify Japan is what this should have been called. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't, I don't know. But no, but I'm saying I'm just saying I can understand how people can 
you know, why would I? You're just like, all right, okay, cool. This movie's about Scarlett Johansson, just, uh, it, it, you know, gentrifying Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you to defend this flick, Mondo. I'm trying to, but it's kind of hard, honestly. Oh, I'm not gonna okay. lie, you know, like after like seeing well, it with okay, different so, eyes, you know. Well, you but, know, not, I mean, not to say, okay, look, I, I'm just, well, I'm, I, I'm being a little more harsh than. I'm just trying to give you, you can, a hard time. No, you can be hard on me. But but oh. what I really want to know is what what made you want to bring this to the collection? Like what you know what I mean? Like well, yeah, I mean, why was it? Because this movie was never about like those little those funny moments. Kind of course, of, you know? of course. It's more about and the, that's just kind of us just sort of you know yeah, it's a seeing, podcast, so we yeah, kind of have to talk yeah, about things about and, and we're and we're little nitpicking things because yeah. you notice them when mm-hmm. you rewatch movies as you get older. Yeah. You know, yeah, sorry. yeah, especially from now, like from now to then. But I mean, I've seen it in between then. But really, now I'm focusing more on those things than probably I should have. But I mean, it, it's something new. I just have new, different eyes. I've grown up since then. You know, I'm not just some dumb kid in so many ways, but I kind of am. Exactly. I feel like Ethan Hawke. You know, I don't feel like a man. I always feel like I'm 16. Yeah, we've been growing with Ethan Hawke. We, yeah. <laughs> we, every time you see Ethan Hawke get older, we're as old as yeah. he is. <laughs> but yeah, the I mean, the reason I like this movie when i first when i first saw it is because the direction you know the like you know like kind of the mundaneness and just like the interaction with like uh you know uh with bill murray and scarlett johansson them developing this relationship of just like you know trying to make this connection of like you know they're both lost like bill murray's this older person he's not necessarily middle age but i mean he's like a lot you know he's just this kind of old white guy but and he's just tired of like everything, you know, and you can see it on his face uh, as soon as he gets there, like, you know, from, from, you know, like he steps off, you know, off the plane and stuff, you know, and he just, and his wife is just like, you know, kind of bothering him. Well, the first thing is not like a, a nuisance. It's like, you know, his, he forgot his son's birthday, you know, but I she mean, does. she's not really bothering him. She's being a wife, Mondo. <laughs> What's That's what all wives do is just ask you about. They just nag. <laughs> they just <laughs> nag you. But you know, like he's not nagged like, in translation. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I don't know if he's trying to get away from that, but he's just he's at this point in his career where he yeah he doesn't want to be doing you know commercials and ads. You know, he like he says he wants to do a play and like it's right. He but he, be but he needs the money. Yeah, he needs the money. He's got the it, family. He's got the nagging yeah. boy. <laughs> he needs to pick what color burgundy is. You know, like yeah, he's got to do his study. He's got to fix his study. And and you know and sh- and. You know, like, uh, so Bill Murray knows what he wants to be doing, and he's doing this thing that he doesn't want to do, but Scarlett Johansson's character doesn't know what she wants to do, and is kind of just, you know, like, she doesn't want to be a wife. I mean, she is a wife, but she doesn't want to be a, just a Just a wife, yeah. You know, like, or something like that. Right. You know, she wants to do something more exciting, and she just can't pick that, and that's what I kind of, like, you know, gravitated to, and it was the, the overall story, not the stupid little, like meet cute things or whatever like them joking like you know making fun of japanese culture almost you know but i mean yeah again it sounds like we we make it seem like it's just like this horrible it's not like, and it's, it's not. not it's not obviously yeah. people i'm sure everyone's seen yeah. lost in translation they know yeah. but it is I, don't, I wouldn't say it's making fun of yeah it's just kind of it's just an easy joke, you yes. know, like it's just, where, they're just very easy. The easy where, stuff. Where like, you know, you see breakfast at Tiffany's, you know, and for a long time people have known like, you know, the Mickey well, luckily, character. luckily she didn't go full breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's well, with Well, yes, exactly. But I mean it's just one of those things where like you know, like you know, jokes kinda develop and what things are funny and you can kinda talk about is 
you know, have, has changed drastically, like, over these past years, you know? Like, you can't just, like, make that easy joke anymore, just, like, making fun of someone's culture, you know? Or you just maybe shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Try to be clever. And again, it's not that we're saying that she wasn't clever. Mm-hmm. It just at that time, we, you know, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to say that I, even in 2003, I was like, oh, this is easy. In 2003, I was all about it. Yeah, all exactly. I, yeah. yeah, we're dumb kids. We just It's just yeah. a matter of retrospective. Perspective. Yeah, perspective, yeah perspective, looking years. back at it, realizing. And, you know, you're trying to bring it to the Criterion Collection. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. But yeah, I still think it 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 holds up for all. I mean, we've been kind of harping on the little things. I mean, you and I both, but sure. But You're I, right. I think overall, like you know, the You're film right. is like you know, it's about these two characters, like you know, finding each other, maybe like at the wrong time in their lives, but maybe it's at the right time because they kind of know when it needs to end, but they can't say. You know, they can't say goodbye. They can't leave on a bad note, like how in before sunrise they don't necessarily leave on a bad note but they're 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 really trying to make it this moment so they can live off that you know like and just have that right and this one they you know they they meet like you know pretty organically like it's just like they just notice each other like you know like both just kind of stand out and in the hotel they're staying at and stuff like that and then at the end they really realize you know that they want this thing, but they know they can't have it. And they made kind of the, maybe the, um, you know, like the grown up decision, you know, because they're both married and they're not just going to like, you know, like in any other movie or like a, a romantic comedy where they would just leave one another. Well, like Bill Murray partners. still had sex with the, uh, yes, with but the lounge he, singer. Yes, so yeah. shame on him. Yeah. But I mean, that's shame on him. He's married. He's an actor. Yeah, of course. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But, but shame on him. But he didn't leave his wife to do of this. Course, you know? Of course, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like for still sure. kind of, you know, like, and Scarlett Johansson, too. Like, she's not, I mean, as much as her husband is not giving her attention, like, you know, she's not just going to, like, be whisked away by this, some guy, like, older man, you know? And that's what I like. And the, like, you know, the filmmaking, I, it was just like, I mean, it was early, like, you know, like, I like movies, but I really wasn't, like, into, like, you know, like, I liked like i don't know i don't even know what i like but this like this film just sets it set apart from like you know just being a regular like american film sort of like you know and just showing you like japan in a different way maybe not in some ways not the greatest way but also it does have great shots of japan and just the landscape of it and just like being in awe you know like when scarlett johansson is walking through that like you know that crazy like intersection i forget what it's called like i forget i'm not gonna say it so but yeah, you know which one, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I know like, the scene. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like amazing. And the music that goes with it, like all the like kind of shoegazy stuff and just like, you know, these beautiful songs, like it just like complement the film where it's not necessarily like, a, a, I don't know, using it in a regular romantic comedy way. It's just like, you know, like it gives it more of that feeling of being like, you know, wondrous, you know, more so than just uh being cute and falling in love with someone, you know? Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. I mean, there wasn't any kind of uh, cutesy songs that play throughout yeah. the film. Like, the soundtrack doesn't have any needle drops where it's like, oh, this is a cute song in there. Oh, you they know. had to put this song in there, you know? Where right, it's just like, yeah, to yeah. make you feel some certain way. Mm-hmm. It is mostly, uh, you know, based on the acting and, you know, the way that it's filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Coppola, Sofia Coppola really... 
you know, as much as I'm not a huge fan of her, I think it is a really great sophomore film because, you know, what she did in Virgin Suicides is different from here. Mm -hmm. Here, it's a little more, um, I I don't know, it's a little more, I guess, cinema verite. It feels just a little more loose. You know, it's not so, like, uh, focused or unfocused in uh, Virgin Suicides or everything feels very, like... The sunlight hitting it's it. It's soft and like really yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it feels like a dreamlike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And here it's a dreamlike quality, but more so it like in real time. Like mm-hmm. you are, you're walking down the street and it feels dreamy, mm-hmm. but it, there's no like a, effects to it. It's just yeah. the real time of you're just in this dreamy this place. This is just how this looks. Yes, yeah, everything is sure. just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So look, you know, you know, I'm, I'm giving it a hard time. Just because I, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't want to let it in too easily because, you know, she's Sofia Coppola. She's fucking, you know, she's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. She, she's going to get in anyway. <laughs> she don't need me. She's already in. Well, what I'm saying, this movie yeah. probably will get in anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You got, you got more, you got more to say about it? Should we do last thoughts? I think we can do, do last think? thoughts. Yeah, you want to do last yeah, thoughts? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm down with that. All right. So my last thoughts for this is, Mondo, you're bringing Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked your argument about it. And watching it again, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but mm. I sort of realized the little things that sort of made me not uh, m- made me not put it uh, in such high regards when I first saw it. Yeah. I did enjoy it, but it was more so of the fact that I just love Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the Bill Murray stand, just being a fucking Bill Murray yeah. fanboy, just being like, oh, yeah. That's great. Bill Murray got nominated for an Oscar for this. I got to own this movie, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really enjoy it. And then I just, you know, who doesn't want to see Scarlett Johansson? She's beautiful. And also, she's a great actress. She just does stuff that you, you know, that you don't, you don't expect her to do. You know, she could have just been like, you know, uh, it could have just been very just dull. Mm -hmm. And there could have been nothing there but a pretty face. But she's that she's a pretty face but she also has stuff to those scenes where Sofia Coppola is just kind of lingering on her whether she's looking out a window or whatever so it all works because Bill Murray's doing Bill Murray's thing and she's got that quiet Scarlett Johansson kind of thing going on and (sighs) does it belong in the collection though well I will say this it does oh wow I will say this only because I, was I ready think, for you to say no. Well, only because I think when I look at her uh, <laughs> filmography, you know, again, I, I you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of nepotism, but uh, you know, whatever. That's just the that's just the way the cookie crumbles. There's nothing I could do about it. She was born in the Coppola family, the Coppola, the Coppola wine empire. <laughs> So tropes. So that's fine. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't. I, I can't push back against that. I can't hate. You know, mm-hmm. I can't hate just because she was born a Coppola. Yeah. I gotta give her her credit. And look, you know, you know, I brought up those things about it. You know, not being racist, but having those kind of, you know, making fun of the culture, gentrifying it in yeah. a way where it's supposed to be, oh, this white woman just sees these Japanese people living their daily lives, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm saved because yeah. it's like, okay, well, yeah. you fucking idiot, go live your life. But. That's not really what this film is about mm. in any sort of way. And you're right. You don't pay attention to that stuff when you're watching it. You know, I noticed it because, you know, I wanted to just sort of bring it up and just yeah. kind of see what you feel about it and stuff like that. But as a whole, I think it is a film, especially kind of in the uh, general consensus of like um, of mainstream uh, audiences. Yeah. It really kind of brought her into that. 
you know, I don't know if the Virgin Suicides was such like a big like uh, like mainstream kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, not at all. Like yeah, that, that movie like kind of just came. I don't even remember. Like I I remember yeah, how I, I mean, saw I, it, but it wasn't right. like any. No one really talked about that. Yes. And then what was her next? Was Marie Antoinette the next movie she did? I don't know. After this? I'm not sure. It might have been. I, yeah. I imagine it would have been right. Yeah. Because somewhere wasn't after this. Yeah, somewhere was somewhere a little was later. later. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been Marie Antoinette. And then mm. the bling ring. Yes. So, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, again, I, I don't hate Sofia Coppola. I'm not hating on her. Mm. I'm just, you know, I'm being I'm being critical. Yeah. But with this, I think she really does capture in the same way that Linklater does. I, really do, I think she does capture that feeling. Mm. That feeling of just meeting someone when you're just out somewhere. And it is that connection. You know, yeah. there might be sexual tension there. There might mm. be an attraction that way. But... It's mostly just a quiet connection of we're both somewhere where we don't know where we are and you can kind of tell that and you mm-hmm. have that connection and you're just and you're both, you know, in the in this rut of your life where, mm-hmm. you know, you're dealing with these different things and that mm-hmm. I think is, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. You need that sometimes in a film. You need a feeling. Mm-hmm. Cuz she could have just had that storyline and that but not capture that feeling and then it would have just been a a wash. Yeah. It would have just been it would have been lost in translation for sure, but because she brings that feeling to it it works and i think because it's in that mainstream it really brought people to her it really brought people to this type of film Mm -hmm. people like a lot of people like this film who wouldn't usually watch a quiet film like this so probably wouldn't like any of her other films yeah you know yeah so i think this is the one that like really brings in people and but yeah it like you're right it it's not like it's you know it's the connection with these two people that makes this movie it's not about like all those other idiosyncratic things about japan you for know? sure yeah. it's just that it's just kind of the backdrop and you know i think she's kind of done away with that kind of stuff maybe a little bit but yeah no i don't, I don't think yeah exactly yeah. it's it's a you know it's a young she's she was yeah. young again it was 2003 if we were able to make a movie we'd probably make the same movie yeah and exactly. do the same shit yeah well, i'm not trying are, to yeah, yeah i'm not time, trying to judge yeah. anybody or say anything like that yeah not at all yeah. but i'm just yeah we were focusing on yeah, that a lot but well, well but yeah besides just that. just to talk, because yeah. i mean i don't think a lot of people really talk about that when they talk about oh maybe people do yeah. or maybe people probably should you know yeah. japanese people or you know things yeah. like that which would be nice to hear if anybody mm-hmm. has any kind of yeah and we can't that, say that because we're you know yeah exactly you know. yeah it's just mostly just kind of an observation of it and that's know? one of those things where like remember we've talked about like you know how we don't care like what who the actors are like if they're white or whatever mm-hmm. and now thinking about that now is maybe it's because we've been so like trained to like like white actors or like they've just been on screen so much that when we do kind of see like mexican stuff and how it's depicted it just feels so like foreign you know and not you know like where they are kind of like pandering to the culture and stuff like that or or making fun of it in a stupid way you know it it depends yeah it always depends because you know there's certain things where it's just you know you sort of don't mind the the stereotypes Mm -hmm. of the mexican stuff where it's like super like cholo kind of stuff and you're like oh that's funny and you can kind of see that Mm -hmm. that's fine and you don't really think of it as like a Oh, this is like making fun of my culture. Yeah, but yeah, that. But you know, for the most part, it's not. It's not like I'm like oh like I you know what you said where we were like we don't care about the color of the skin of the person that's playing the role mm-hmm. just because yeah when we were young that's that wasn't really a, a thing we just watched mm-hmm. movies and 
yeah. you know but at the same time I mean, we did have benny the jet rodriguez from the sandlot mm-hmm. and but and also but it's not like we were like oh yeah we were well, of down course with, he's a dodger but it's like oh yeah hell yeah <laughs> fucking of course he is and he's gonna be to the day he dies and no, but it's not like we were like okay with like uh, Thomas E. Helen Soul Man or something. Uh, yeah, you know what it's I mean? Okay, yeah. It's not Nobody like that. Was okay. and, and, but I think that's Except, what yeah. that's what most people like talk about, where they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, why can't you know? Because it's like I don't care if there's gonna be like a Mexican Superman or a Black Superman or an Asian Superman. I don't care. Like yeah. that is, as long as the actor can play it good, I don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or how so, they were trying. But to make also, but where... that's the thing too. But if there is a white Superman, I don't care that, either. That is, yeah, that's such but, a that's such a dumb conversation, and that's sad because you know when sad. they're trying to like uh, the next uh, James Bond, and they're trying to say is Idris Elba. Oh, that's fucking yeah. awesome! Like, why not? Like, what? The yeah, hell? why like, not? Like he's what, like I mean, know? even though he deserves better than that boring ass character, yeah. why not? Yeah, if he wants to, yeah, if why he not? Wants to, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't he? If be he wants to, like, what does it matter that he? Yeah, he's yeah. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, who cares? That does not yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess you're right. It, it, again, I, I don't think we were focusing on it in a bad way. This no, whole not thing. at all. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It was just something to talk about it's that like we hadn't joke. talked about before. It's, yeah? it's just funny to say that Sofia Coppola is trying to gentrify <laughs> Japan or like Buddhist, like or like monk temples. Yeah, you know, with a coffee shop. Scarlett mm. Johansson, Bill Murray, they're running a coffee shop next to a Buddhist temple. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not Buddhist. <laughs> I don't even know how we're ending this one. Well, but, it's in. Mondo. But I'm glad it's in. You know, it, it is a great film. It's still wa- I, it's still really watchable for me. Obviously, I brought it to, to the damn collection today so we could talk about it and like you know discuss it because it's been a while. But I mean, it definitely still holds up for me. And you know, and I love. Like, I mean, I was really excited to see what Sofia Coppola did next after this. After you know, like I own the Virgin Suicides because I think that I think after, but seeing the virgin suicides again and on the um buying the blu-ray i think that one holds up way more than this kind of but well it's yeah that one that one is her it masterpiece just, yeah. that's her like mm-hmm. when you were i just want to see more of that mm-hmm. and we don't really get a lot of that from her stuff yeah at least yeah. not her recent stuff. yeah we get more loss in translation but even and her less. stuff isn't terrible you know i don't think her stuff's bad no, it's i not. just it just kind of it's always like about to reach that point where I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be like really good. And it just never gets there. It ends and I'm like, ah, it yeah. didn't get there. It just mm-hmm. didn't, not for, for me is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. For, for me sure. myself. Yeah. But, but I think Lost in Translation is up there. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's in. It's a beautiful film. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, what you do know, you think? Sophia Coppola, how do you feel about the Japan stuff? Yeah, you know, again, I was, I was teetering on the edge there. But mm-hmm. that's what I love about this podcast is that it's about that. I'm not just here to just come and be like, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie sucked. I'm here to look at movies in a new way. I'm here to yeah. watch things again and be like, oh, okay, where can I come at this? And then again, I'm going to have critical things to say about it. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's great about this podcast. And we hope you guys can just listen to us and be like, hey, you know what? You're wrong. And comment or say whatever and tell us. Yeah, we're just a bunch of good old Pico boys. <laughs> just a couple of Mexican-American boys. Mm-hmm. Watching some indie films, watching some films, watching yeah. some flicks, trying to tell you guys about them, trying to get you to watch them and then mm-hmm. talk to you guys about them. So, yeah, definitely. And if you guys want to talk to us about them, you can go to our Instagram at Criterion Cult Pod, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Criterion Cult Podcast. Mm. And if you'd like to follow me personally, I'm at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram. And um, also, 
you just real quick, Wanda, okay, before yeah. just let everyone know because we're trying to let everyone know our next episodes. Oh yeah, okay. just so you guys can follow. What along do we with got us. coming next? It's your week. What it is my week, so we're gonna do Harmony Kareen's Mister Lonely. Mm-hmm. You can rent that on uh, Apple TV. You can also stream it on AMC Plus mm-hmm. on Amazon, mm-hmm. and we're gonna pair that with Insignificance. That's a Nicholas Rogue film that's on the criterion channel that's on the criterion channel he was the director of don't look now we talked about that in one of the halloween episodes so we're bringing we're bringing where he's one i think he's one of the criterion all-stars that we need to bring we need to start bringing around so i'm sorry where can we find you and me you can find me at save underscore mondo on instagram and lettered boxed thank you guys for listening join the cult